0: What's up, botherinas? If you'll remember, a couple weeks back, I said that I would air my interview with my friend, Trey. Now, Trey was the trans man that is dating Lisa, who was the trans woman that has been my friend for probably 20 years now. I think it's close to 20 years. But... Uh, I really thought that uh, this was a good interview. I just listened to it myself, and I really thought it was great. And again, not tuning my own horn, but just because Trey was so honest, and I know that he was a little bit nervous. And even afterwards, he had expressed to me that he was a little worried that he sounded like he wasn't... uh, you know that he was i think he used the word boring or something like that and it to me this conversation is anything but boring like it's just a person being as honest as they can be and me asking questions sometimes questions that i really don't know and sometimes questions that i think you guys might want an answer to so it, it really is a combination of that going on here and with everything that's going on the new in the news right now and trans people i think this Will really help people kind of get a better idea of what some people go through. Because if you'll notice the thread that you can notice in the different episodes that I've done that I've had trans people, if you'll go back to the Melissa J episode, which was probably within the first 20 episodes of Unbothered by Tyra Vera, and then there was the Jeffrey J ep- episode, no relation, Melissa J, Jeffrey J, not related at all just J's, but uh, if you go back to either of those two, you'll notice that what happens with Lisa, uh, Jeffrey J, Melissa J, and now Trey, you'll notice that the common thread that they all have is that they're just all individuals that just happen to be transgender, and the way that they live their lives also is very individual, and the things that bother them about the community or about what they go through also is individual to each one of them so it's it's not like we're all the monolith that the media would have you believe when it comes to lgbtq there are some trans people that don't even necessarily identify with the gay community or feel like it's home to them i wish they did but it's just where it's at and so i i I'm glad you guys are letting me share this with you, and if anybody's wondering about Christopher and the Crystal Report last week, I said we were having a little bit of problems. We're back to normal, if you ask me, and uh, I think if you ask him, too, but he's a lot sweeter of a boy than I am, so, you know, it's kind of what I deal with Christopher is what happens when God puts an angel in your lap. And that's exactly what it is. He's much sweeter than I am. He's much nicer than I am. And I have to be careful for his feelings because he is just as sweet as he is beautiful. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get unbothered. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered,
1: but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered.
0: (laughs) I'm a botherina. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're uh you can test test test. Test test test. All right, that should work. And yeah, um hello botherinas. For anybody that was listening to last week's episode, I mentioned that we would have the other half of that relationship Uh, On the podcast this week, last week we were talking to Lisa St. Laurent and this week we were talking to her other half, Trey. Trey was just telling me that he hates other gay people. (laughs) (laughs) what a terrible way to start and you didn't even say that yeah i I don't believe i said that it's just great just throw
1: somebody under the bus right at the beginning i mean i i was gonna say i'm the better half
0: oh okay well i'll I'll take that but i
1: i don't i didn't say that openly (laughs)
0: I may have thought it at different points. It was in my I head. I didn't think it came out. Say it. No, I could, I, could, I could sense it as I was talking. I could tell you hated me. I was like, okay. Oh, you're gay? Uh, well, some would say that. <laughs> Depends on which definition we're going with. Happy? No. <laughs> Sex with other men? Sometimes. Well, just one now, but I've cut back. <laughs> I've cut back a lot. <laughs>
1: How do you identify, Trey? Oh, we we're just starting out with the questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good, I guess that's what podcasts are. Um, you know, I I identify as queer, but it's I feel like it's more complex than that, and I feel like my definition of queer is probably different than other people's definition of queer. I don't know, because I guess I don't know other people's definition of queer. But for me, it's just like, I, I, I'm i complicated. Most people would look at me and they'd say, like, you're bisexual, but I'm not. So, like, I'm just going to put it all out there. I hope my parents aren't listening to this. So, sexually, I'm diverse. Okay. Okay. Dating, I only date women. Before Lisa, I dated genetic women or cisgender as the community community would like to say, um, I don't know. And you are? What am I? <laughs> Do you identify as transgender? Oh, so, so yeah, I guess I I went straight into sexuality with that one. But yes, I'm. So I'm a trans guy. Okay. I identify as a trans guy. I don't openly say that in all areas of my life, but I'm fairly open, depending on where I am.
0: Do you not? Are you not open about that in all areas of your life because you worry about any kind of negativity or is it just you don't want to go into the ask a million questions type? I don't...
1: Well, yeah, I think uh, to a point, I think it gets exhausting answering the same questions over and over again. Well, then even what though, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, here? like even though as trans people... <laughs> like, Well, then why'd you come <laughs> over? <laughs> well, answer your questions. Okay. No, I mean, as trans people, I think that's kind of like part of the obligation in a sense. I mean it's education is going to be there regardless because people are going to have questions. Um, but where are we, where were we?
0: Was it negative? Are you worried about? Oh yeah. So
1: I, I wouldn't say I'm worried about that just because I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really care what people think or say. Um, I think it's more of like, I, I don't want to be Trey, the trans guy. I just want to be Trey and who happens to be trans. Yeah. But I don't, I don't feel the need to introduce Myself to people that way,
0: yeah. No, I feel the same about gay. Like, I don't feel like I have to just open with that, and everything, right? Because they already know I feel like that, (laughs) I feel like they should, but you'd be surprised how many people will be like, I had no idea you were gay, and I felt like (laughs) I don't know what was throwing you off, yeah. I don't know, I mean, like, I don't think I give a straight vibe at all.
1: Yeah, I don't know, because I'm not really in the
0: gay community at all. Oh, excuse me. Too good for the community. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, let's, let's hear you talk about it. <laughs> this community you're too good for. <laughs> the way you fly above the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no,
1: I, I don't really care what people think. It's just I, I don't really feel the need to tell the world my business because I feel like it is personal it's not like you know like with I feel like it's it's different like when you're gay it's like that's who that's who you love but when you're trans it's like you transition because you don't identify as who you were prior to that so because you don't identify as that person I don't feel like that's the person you want to present to people all the time
0: yeah, I guess that makes yeah. sense. I never thought about it that way because yeah. then you would have to talk about that person the whole time too or, you know, for at least a yeah, good Yeah, it's like
1: I, I don't identify as this person and in many cases I hate this person. You know, for a lot of trans people, like they're not happy with the person they are prior to transitioning. So it's like you don't want to put that person out there in the open and be like, yeah, this is – I, I hate this person, but this is who I was prior to my transition. Where'd you grow up? What, what part of the country? I grew up in Ohio, small town Ohio, like 12,000 people to my town. Okay. So, yeah, I grew up in small town. I got, out of the, I got out of there as soon as I could.
0: And did you go to an actual city first, or did you just end up here in Phoenix? No, I went to <laughs> <laughs> an actual city. I went
1: to Columbus. Uh, I lived in Columbus about four years, and then I joined the Air Force because I didn't know what I was doing with my life, and that seemed like the logical thing to do. So I joined the Air Force, and then I moved out to Phoenix because I got stationed out here uh, in 2006, and I stayed.
0: Okay. So now you've been here for 12 years, so you're pretty much a Phoenix person eh, at this point. Yeah, I guess so. Well, for now. Well, you know, it's better than a Not while. forever. Not forever. Not forever. Lisa looks off into the distance. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa wants to get out of here. Oh, you guys both want to get yeah, out of we, here. we're we're planning it as we speak. Do you guys have any idea where you're headed? To hell. Well, all but of us. But besides that, <laughs> all of us we will do another we're, episode there. We're we planning a
1: G-string. Exactly. Lisa's not wearing a G-string. They don't make those for her kind. I'm not part of the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, somewhere by the beach, uh, Florida would be nice, but I think we're, we're somewhat open, but yeah, I don't know. Florida, I guess is what we have in mind. Miami or something smaller in Florida? Um, Fort Lauderdale, perhaps. Okay. Um, I, I would like to go to Thailand, but I can't get Lisa on board with that.
0: I'll talk to you about that after the, the, after we're done because I have a friend that went to Thailand. Well, I went to Thailand. I mean, like, he lived there, and he ended up going to jail. And he was talking about how the Thai government doesn't really want a lot of foreigners anymore. So what they're doing is, like, actually living there. And so what they're doing is they'll come up with a reason to arrest you. And then by the time you get out, you're so happy to be gone that, you know. See, now she's never going to move there. Thanks. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, I just don't want to see you both get thrown in a Thai jail, you know? I mean, like, I can even show you pictures. I'll show you pictures afterwards, like, where he was, because it was actually made the news and stuff like that, and he was like, the stuff that they were saying about me was not true, but this is all the stuff that they said, and he was like, then at some point they just let me go, and it was after he had been in jail for a year, and then they just let him go. And his that's where he met his wife that he just uh married or is about to marry. Uh she's Russian and she was living in Thailand as well and he actually met her in their prison.
1: So she was locked up or Yeah, she was locked up as so well. So just locked up everybody.
0: Well, a lot of people were getting locked up. That's what he had told me, you know. I can even connect you with him on Facebook if you wanna No, that's okay, ignorance is him bliss. a little bit. You know, like <laughs> It's good to go hang out From what he said like, And he loved it He loved living there So he wasn't a person That was You know He didn't plan to come back You know He just wanted to live there And then That happened And he was like Okay well You know You don't have to tell me twice
1: Okay well Thanks for ruining my life plans
0: Well you know I do what I can <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can You know <laughs> Anytime I-, I can shit on somebody's <laughs> dream <laughs> Should I give the mic
1: to Lisa because she's laughing so, you know, so much in the background. <laughs> I think it should be her show.
0: No, sometime I'll have you guys on at the same. Are you uncomfortable or are you not having, are you not wanting to talk right no, now? No, I'm, I'm fine. I mean,
1: this is like my third interview of the day. I'm just,
0: you know. Oh, you were also interviewing, but in a different way, right? Right. Okay. I got a job. Is there a job opportunity here? No job opportunity. Okay, so, okay. No, so I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble keeping myself employed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not <laughs> I'm not giving jobs. I'm not taking jobs. <laughs> I'm just. Anyway, back to you, sir. Um, grew up in Ohio. Yes. And then you joined the Air Force, and during all this time, you were living...
1: Yeah, it was prior to my transition, so I was still female, um, very much in the lesbian community at
0: the time. When did you know... Did you know that you were trans when you were younger, or was it something you figured out while living as a lesbian? It's, it's, It's a little complicated. Like, I feel like...
1: So I've talked to Lisa about this. I think it's a a lot different for trans guys because with trans guys, you it's acceptable to be a tomboy Mm -hmm. as you're growing up. So, you know, whereas like a trans woman growing up as a boy, like, you know, people throw fit if they try to put on a dress or heels or whatnot. But I was able to dress how I wanted to as I was growing up without a problem. So like I was very comfortable. Like my you know, when I transitioned, like my clothing didn't really change. I still have the same bad taste I had back when I was a lesbian, you know, the plaid
0: shirts and whatnot. Well, um, you can get away with that in both communities. Right, exactly. Like lesbians and straight men can get away with looking like shit all the time and nobody says
1: anything. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody just acts like, Oh
0: yeah, no sleeves, great. Yeah, so so, (laughs) T shirt, no (laughs) sleeves. So it was an easy transition. So Um, Yeah, so I actually
1: didn't really understand that I was trans or that that was even an option for me until I basically it took me leaving Ohio and just kind of having time to myself because I came out here alone. I didn't know anybody when I got here and I actually drove from Ohio to Arizona and the Air Force has well, the military in general. They have very specific guidelines like you can only drive like five hours a day or something. So I think it took me like five or six days to get out here. And that's a lot of time by yourself to think. And that was back in 2006. And I'm, you know, I'm slow to catch up with technology as it is. But I think I sold a flip phone at the time, you know. So, like, I didn't have, like, you know, internet access or anything while I was staying at these hotels, you know. Like, I just had a lot of free time on my hand to really think. And finally, Not, I'm not saying I discovered that I was trans over five days on a trip to, you know, from it Ohio. Did sound to a Arizona. little he Arizona. pray love. Yeah, but but <laughs> it yeah. did sound sort they of like, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: he discovered himself yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, so, that trip it, <laughs> from Ohio. Nobody moved from Ohio to Arizona. Right, You'll right, come yeah. here and be trans. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: yeah, no, but I think I you know, I didn't really discover discover, but I think that was like the beginning of, you know, my time thinking about like, you know, what the hell's going on with me? I know I'm not happy. Like, I I didn't have any shame in my lesbian status at the time. It's not like I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I hate being a lesbian. I, You know, I'm a horrible member of society. You know, I'm not heterosexual. Like, it wasn't anything like that. It was just like, I'm not comfortable with who I am and how the world perceives me.
0: Did you like having lesbian friends? Yeah, I mean... They seem so judgy. (sighs) Yeah. I st- yeah. You well, still have lesbians. Well, friends.
1: now I have a lot of <laughs> trans <laughs> you guy. Still friends, have lesbian <laughs> friends. <laughs> my girlfriend calls us lesbians. So
0: oh okay.
1: Well, she calls me a lesbian, but then she calls me a gay boy
0: too. So she really I can't love make the amount of disrespect between you two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the funny thing is, she calls me a gay boy. I'm like, well, you're just kind of calling yourself a man at this point. Oh, it's well, a lot to wrap your head around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. If you see the size of her feet, you'll understand.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, sometime we'll have to give you guys both mics and let you guys (laughs) go at it.
1: i don't I don't think you'd have any uh
0: room to talk on the show if you did that. It would be great. I could just sit back and laugh at everything <laughs> so uh, one thing you mentioned last week is at some point or well, this is after we stopped recording, you guys might consider doing a YouTube channel or something of your own.
1: yeah, I, we've actually been talking about it a while, but we're I don't know that I would say we're lazy. we're just kind of slow to start things, I guess. Or maybe we just have a lot going on. I don't know what it is.
0: Probably a combination of everything. That's what keeps most of us from doing a lot of stuff. It is like the there's a million things that can legitimately keep you from doing what it is you want to do or what you think about doing. Just as far as work, like everybody that works a job has to, you know, just like schedule around it so there's that there's sometimes where you are lazy but I don't even know that it's lazy just because sometimes it's just you're fucking tired from all the shit you have
1: to do right yeah I think we just get caught up in everything else and I really don't think she actually wants to be seen with me she kind of likes her. to be the star of the show <laughs> I'm all, I don't blame her <laughs> 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 <Okay>. <laughs>
0: No, I, and but how triggering do you think that would be for other trans people? See, okay, the thing about us, and I think this
1: is why we get along so well, is because we're very, like, we joke around a lot, mm-hmm. and we're very offensive yeah. <laughs> at times. Um, and I think a lot of trans people in general are sensitive to, I guess, the way we are and the way we phrase things. I think I'm a little more
0: uh, politically correct than she is. Well, you identify as queer, so that usually, you're really relaxed for a queer, because a lot of queer people are so rigid in like, we shouldn't say this, and we shouldn't do this, and we should never misgender, and I've said before, I don't feel like anybody's really my friend until they've misgendered me. (laughs) So I know that's different for trans people. But as far as I go, like when people call me girl or bitch or miss thing or stuff like that, I'm usually I usually feel closer to them at that point. Even when my straight friends do it, like, you know, my straight guy friends will like make a joke. Like one time I was pulling up to a parking lot with my friend John Carden. We were he had shown me this place to park there was kind of like a secret place to park your car where you don't have to deal with like you know it being completely packed and so i pulled up and he had told me just the day before so when i pulled up the day after he was like she learned <laughs> 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 and it just made me laugh and i just i always excuse me i always feel like that and so i know with a lot of trans people which makes sense because like you said a lot of trans people Didn't like the person that they were basically forced to be before. So then once you move on from that, I can see how that would be somewhat triggering for some people. But I don't know. I just don't get the always being offended part.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you have to you have to find humor in it. If you don't find humor in it, like you're not going to you're not going to
0: get through life at all. (laughs) That's the way I feel about everything. Like, you know, you take things so seriously all the time, and it's just like at a point you just have to get comfortable with not only who you are but the way the world sees you too and not so much make that your business. You know, I can't constantly be worried about the world, the way the world sees me or what people think of me. At some point it just has to be like this is me and that's what it is. Like, I don't know uh, if you saw the latest Grindr. Well, you're not so or gay man so
1: i, I mean i've had grinder profiles before if that's what you mean
0: did you see there's this thing grinder is apparently making a move towards being kinder <laughs> towards <laughs> and, towards trans people well just kinder in general i guess because you know it's such a superficial platform that i guess they've uh started to see kind of where some people think it's negative because, you know, with grinder, there's a lot of not just transphobia, but there's also a lot of ageism. There's also uh, a lot of like if you're too fat, it's like it's so. But at what point is that
1: preference versus isms?
0: I agree with you there. I agree with you 100% there, but like the thing, the latest one that I wanted to bring up just right now, and now it makes it open again since you've actually had a grinder profile so you know how it works, is some trans people, they did a grinder and it was called uh, Grinder Users Experiences with Transphobia. And it was different trans people that were like, um, talking about how they weren't comfortable with people asking them how big their dick was or, you know, so you're not just a cross dresser like that kind of thing. And I was just sort of like, that's what Grinder is.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of uh, if you're going to get on Grinder as a trans person, it's a lot of education. And then on the other end, it's a lot of people being really shitty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I but I feel like that's. That's gonna happen regardless. I mean, people that's how people are. You're just happen you just happen to be a person of trans experience, so you get to deal with it on a different level than most people.
0: Yeah. Well that's what I think a lot of people forget, especially when it comes to situations like that, like grinder. Like, you know, even when you're a cisgendered gay man, you still deal with a lot of people being like, you know, oh, I don't like this or I'm not into that. Or, you know, like when it comes to race, people have preferences about that. So, and I don't consider there to be anything wrong with it because it's a hookup app.
1: Right. Well, and, and I don't think beyond it just being a hookup app, like I don't think that that's an issue, honestly. I, I think that people. I don't think people – okay, say, say you're a trans guy and you're on Grinder. I don't think people should be obligated to be attracted to you, you know, at all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that someone – like, I don't think – how am I trying to say this? This is really hard to say. Help me out here. Well, which part? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of trans people think that people should just see them as a guy. Which yeah, like okay, that's fine. But like, if you have different anatomy and then what someone is interested in, then they're not obligated to want to hook up with you. I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, because some like for me, I am a person that really does like dick. That's just what it is, you know. So I personally couldn't see myself being with the trans man. I actually like dick, right? And so it's kind of if that's missing, then I'm not going to be down. That's right. Just so I'm not going to be
1: is. offended. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. You're so transphobic. Because you're not transphobic, you're just not attracted to that.
0: And that's what I don't think a lot of people get. So I'm glad you brought that up yourself because that's the way I see it, too. It's like, no, I'm perfectly fine being friends. I'm perfectly fine hanging out. Uh, But just when it comes to sex, that's not what I'm looking for. And I had it happen to me not too long ago um, where I was watching a porn clip. And this cute boy was getting it. Getting it, getting it, getting it, and then the top comes and he backs off and it turns out that the gay boy was actually a trans man and had been getting it vaginally the whole time. I went Did into it ruin a gay it for panic? You? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I went into a gay panic. You're like, oh my gosh, I, I, I thought that was hot, and, and now I, I don't know what to this think. This <laughs> whole time, I've been watching straight porn.
1: <laughs> Which I know that's not the way it works, but at the same time,
0: there was a part of me that really felt hoodwinked. <laughs> <I just laughs> But, you know, it still was a hot scene, um, and uh, so I didn't care that I had watched it, but I didn't add it to my <laughs> favorites. <laughs> I didn't give it the little heart. <laughs> I was just like, okay, that happened. We're not going to talk about it again. <laughs> but yeah, and so, uh, but I still thought he was a cute boy, and... We used to have this uh, really cute trans boy here in Phoenix that was so nice to all of the gay boys. Like, But he just, you know. There are a lot of trans guys in Phoenix. We're everywhere. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I, I've met a lot of trans guys in general. Uh, well, yeah, kind of everywhere, just because I think I have a really open vibe, so people always chat with me. But... um having trans friend, trans male friends hasn't always been the easiest for me is it do you think it's because you can't relate to them
1: like as far as their past experiences
0: no a lot of times they'll just put a lot on me when it comes to feelings and emotions and i'm not the most down
1: so do you, you find that trans guys are more emotional than cis guys?
0: You're not going to get an emotional <laughs> on me if I say yes, are you? <laughs> 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 yeah, in a lot of cases they are. They're just more in touch with their feelings, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not from the way that I'm wired. you right. know. So it, sometimes it just gets too much where I'm just like, yeah, this is all a lot of emotion that I just don't need. Well, I also think it's a
1: matter of like how far along in their transition they are as far like if they're taking testosterone, you know, like your emotions change drastically over time with hormones. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you're a different person, but you're not as emotional. You know, the longer you transition, it's it just kind of it's it's hard to feel things after a while.
0: Well, then you can imagine where I'm at after all these years.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have no emotion.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, so it is different. I'm glad you said that. See, this is why I talk to people as openly as I do, because I feel like if I talk to people in the most open way and then they try to do the same with me, then you can actually kind of somewhat, sometimes figure some stuff out or try to, st- like, or maybe at least a little bit see where other people are coming from. I have one friend that goes on and off testosterone and that's annoying. For do they have a reason behind it? Well, one time he went off for 6 months and he said he was just being lazy. That's <laughs> I mean, I I won't lie like I've I've missed like, you know,
1: a couple weeks here and there uh-huh. and I I don't think it's laziness. I think it's um like in the beginning I feel like it's priority like cuz you're like, "Oh my gosh, like I want" I want people to see me how I see myself Mm -hmm. quickly, you know, but I feel like once you get to a certain point, it's like, okay, well, I'm here. And it's just not a regular thought. But when you miss six months, that's that's a little extreme. Like you're then you're you're messing with your hormones so much that, you know, you're probably bleeding again.
0: Well, that's we had all noticed a change in him. You know, he had become super bitchy. And we were just sort of like something's going on. So, where did these tampons come from? (laughs) 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 Yeah, and I didn't ask him if he had started bleeding again. Uh, But he's he's very open, very cool. But uh, there was that noticing the because you notice a change, you know, when somebody's hormones change, you do notice the way that they behave is different. Um, Then I had one friend that trans man, gay. And one time we had to have a talk because he tried to get sensitive on me when I was treating him like a gay man, like calling him girl and just talking to him like a gay man. Right.
1: Right. And, you know, I I feel like that's more of a common thing with gay guys. Mm -hmm. They use female pronouns with guys. It doesn't matter if you're trans or if you're cis. The, the thing that I've had issues with in the past, just completely disrespectful, not not in your situation, not like what you just described, but, you know, like when I've met gay guys, and they've called me by male pronouns, and then they find out that I'm trans, and then they start using female pronouns, and it happens more often than you'd think. Actually. Oh, no, I've seen it happen a yeah, lot. Yeah, and it's just like, it's so disrespectful. I'm like, dude, I look more masculine than you do, or like you, than you've ever looked in your entire life. Like, use the right pronouns. You know, it's one thing if, if I have friends, like, we joke around, like, Lisa and I joke around all the time, you know, uh-huh. with, you know, I'll call her sir sometimes, and she'll call me a girl. Like, that's just, like, we joke around like that. But it's, it's a different thing when it's someone that you don't really know on a personal level, and they're just being disrespectful.
0: Yeah. No, I 100% get that, and I've seen that happen. There was, it was weird. There was one friend that I hung out with, that I hung out with, like, a lot, and he was a trans man. And... <clears throat> I never, because he was straight, and so just that's the way I deal with straight men. So, like, I never referred to him as she, her, you know, never um, misgendered him. He had another friend, we have another friend uh, that would disrespect him on purpose. Well, at one point, this trans friend decided that I some for some reason hated him and was very disrespectful to him but he stayed friends with the one that actually was, that disrespectful. was disrespectful yeah and i was just like how did i end up the asshole in this situation yeah that's weird yeah it, and there was more to it obviously you know there was a time that he just kept milking the like i'm going to kill myself thing and i just oh. finally got like just do it already yeah
1: that's actually that's kinda common, honestly. I've seen that a lot. Cause I, you know, I'm really connected with the trans community, not just in Phoenix, but all over. And, you know, especially with social media. Like you see that a lot. There are a lot of and I I guess that's LGBTQ, XYZ, you know, it's all over the place, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, where you fit in on that spectrum. But in the trans community, and there is a lot of suicide within the trans community. Yeah. But at some point I think that it's these aren't people who are actually troubled and are actually even thinking about doing something like that they're just really trying to get attention and the only way they know how and it's you know i try to help people when i do think they're in trouble but at the same time like there's so many you know boys who cry wolf
0: that it's like
1: okay you just get tired you know
0: and that's exactly where i was i didn't feel this person was sincere in what he was saying it was just a card that he kept playing and i felt like you know why don't you just tell me that you want to talk to me just have a chat. I'll still talk to you. Right. You don't have to say you're feeling suicidal for me to listen. Right. You know, and it, and it was just, it was his all the time thing. So eventually I just got like, all right, well then just kill yourself. If you're really <laughs> going to kill yourself, then just kill yourself. And yeah. sure enough, he's still alive to this day. Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Sometimes I see him and I felt like happened to the suicide idea. Well, you're going to be a real <laughs> asshole if he Will turns up dead somewhere. <laughs> Gung ho on that. <laughs> oh, he ain't going to kill himself, trust me. He'll kill me yeah.
1: before he kills himself. Yeah, we have to we have to worry about other people killing us more than we have to worry about killing ourselves, you know. Have you ever felt threatened? Uh no, not really, but I mean, like I said like I'm I'm usually I'm out when I want to be and when I feel safe. You know, like, you know, like if I go to the gay bar, like people know I'm trans, you know, like locally or whatnot. Or, you know, like if Lisa's performing, sometimes like she'll make comments to the crowd about her trans boyfriend or, you know, something like that. Like in those environments, I'm very open and I don't feel threatened because those are my people. Um, I don't really put myself in situations where I'm open outside of places that I feel comfortable in.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's not to say someone else won't out me, but, you know. I work out for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. don't I don't feel like I look like some somebody that someone can push around, at least without me trying to fight back. The truth of the matter is I can't fight, though. But I look like I can fight. Yeah, you do look <laughs> like you can fight.
0: Uh, you yeah. Do, yeah. You don't look like somebody that would just get beat up. But it's good to know you but will. If I have any haters <laughs> listening, I can kick your ass. <laughs> Do you have a lot of haters? I saw we have a friend in common on Facebook. Uh-oh. Uh, Gunner.
1: Gunner. I, you know, I, I, sorry if Gunner's listening, but I don't really know no Gunner. I just maybe know of him from the community. Okay. Like, I think we're, we're like fake Facebook friends. Like, we're Facebook friends, but we don't really know each other, you know. It's yeah. a, It's a lie.
0: I know. Like we're not super close, but I know him. Yeah. But, you know, he's probably not listening right now. Yeah. If he is. Hey, Gunner. Shout out. <laughs> what up, Gunner? <laughs> Gunnar Gatlin, for anybody that's interested, he's a performer. So that's why I don't mind throwing out his full yeah. name because he actually performs as Gunnar Ga- Gatlin. Have you ever performed? I
1: did when I was like in my early 20s. Um, that was a while back. Uh, and I think actually, you know, that was, that was pretty much maybe a year or so before I moved out to Phoenix. So I think that was kind of part of me, like kind of
0: exploring my gender, not knowing that I was doing that. So you were a drag king? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've hooked up with gay men? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. Um,
1: but not until later in life, not until I was like 27 or 28, Prior to that, I was like just straight up lesbian identified. You know, prior to my transition, I was like afraid of the dick.
0: Okay, now you throw. Now I'm making up for lost time, (laughs) (laughs) like a real (laughs) (laughs) video.
1: I'm diverse. Are
0: you guys? Can I ask? Are you guys in an open relationship? Are we in an open relationship? No, we're not in an open <laughs> relationship.
1: Is anyone asking?
0: I just, I'm just trying to figure out where the boundaries are here, like, as far as what. We're still happened. discussing boundaries. After three years, you guys are still. (laughs) Well, you know,
1: you think time changes things. You know. Oh yeah, that does happen. Yeah, things you know, things
0: shift. You need to renegotiate contracts. Lisa,
1: Lisa switched her hormones, so she's you know, if she's feeling extra feisty, then maybe you know, we'll go out to the sex club or something. But no, I'm just kidding. We haven't done that. You guys haven't been to the sex club? No, we've been. You know, we've been independently of each other before we, you know, got together.
0: And you've had your chest surgery, right? Yeah. I figured. Uh yeah, this is all man boob. It's not, you know chick tip. <laughs> <Chick. laughs> Lisa wouldn't it be with me if I had to. Lisa, you can only put up with so much. It's enough of what's going <laughs> on downtown. You don't seem to mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a lot to unpack right there. <laughs> it's a lot coming at me. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I've been in the community for a long time, but I don't know everything. <laughs> it's the best. Um, so, <laughs> you went, how old were you when you had your chest surgery?
1: Oh, okay. So, I started my transition as soon as I basically I was just counting down my time to get out of the military to transition. So the entire time I was in the military, I was wanting to get out so I could transition because obviously you can't be trans in the military. Well, now people are getting away with it and it's more of a topic, but you know, back in the day, like when I was in, there was still don't ask, don't tell in place. Yeah. So ironically I was into women at the time, so I still couldn't be myself because I dated chicks. Yeah. So like everything, like I feel like I had to hide everything. Um, i tend sorry i've had a long day i'm trying to figure out where i am in this conversation
0: how do you we'll we'll jump back to that in a second because i'll remember but uh how do you feel about trans people in the military
1: i feel fine about them being in the military i guess i mean i i think that they should i mean if someone wants to serve i don't think it should matter you know um and there have been trans people in the military i know a guy who actually went to uh basic training i believe for the army um just probably about five months ago, he he got out on medical discharge before he completed uh, boot camp. But, you know, they are allowing people in. And there are a lot of people who are openly serving at the time. But I, I think it's great. Like, if you if you want to serve, serve. Honestly, I wouldn't have if I could have been trans in the military, I wouldn't have gotten
0: out. And what do you think if like a person's say out at war, how would they get their hormones um, I mean, I. Th- the
1: thing you have to consider is there are a lot of people in the military who are on medication. It's not just trans people. I mean, there are people in the military who are diabetic and other situations, and they have to get their medications too. I mean, I don't. I don't know where the line is drawn as far as you know people being able to deploy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know which medical conditions allow you to deploy or allow you not to deploy. But I don't know, like I haven't really, I haven't really thought of that. But I mean, you know, when I, I deployed, but when I deployed, um, I wasn't on any medication. So I can't really, I can't really compare to that. But I feel like if I needed to take my testosterone, I could have taken it and it wouldn't have been a problem. But, you know, I'm, I'm a desk, I was a desk jockey in the military. So it's not like I was out, you know, fighting or something like that. I wasn't jumping out of airplanes. So, I mean, you know, like anything, I think it's individually based.
0: Yeah. No, I just figured I'd ask you that because, you know, that was such a hot topic. Uh, What was that, like a year ago that that was such a big thing? And so I figured I'd ask somebody that actually had been in the military. And I know, like you said, that you uh, weren't hadn't started to transition at that point so it's not something that you could really answer in that way but you just don't see anything that's really could hold somebody back as far as well
1: i i I think it depends where you deploy and if it's a hostile situation you know i i there are too many factors to have a concrete answer but i think you know i think it's just something that you find ways to make work like anything else there are other situations than military you know like you have women serving and they can get pregnant you know what? Yeah. Well, most women. <laughs> Who are these women you're talking to? Some women. To? <laughs> I haven't been with any recently. Thank goodness. You have all kinds of babies.
0: Oh, how did you feel? Because I'm going to tell you one thing that bothered me as a as a Oprah fan. Back when uh, there was the first pregnant man ever, and Oprah really advertised it as the first pregnant man ever, and then that turned out not to be a pregnant man. But a trans man that had decided to stop taking his testosterone and start functioning as a woman again and became a pregnant woman, if you ask me, that looked like a man at that point. I was kind of angry with that whole situation. I don't
1: feel angry about that situation. Um,
0: I, I think,
1: I don't know. That's a touchy subject. It's something I can't relate to because I have no desire to be pregnant. And I, I oh, cramp. Um. <laughs> I have no desire to be pregnant. I have no desire to have kids. Um, so that's not something I can relate to. I can understand a trans guy who wants kids, and
0: it's so hard to relate to that. But I think sensation, what my problem was, not. I don't have a problem with any of it at all, Like the having kids, any of that. What I have a problem with is the sensationalism and making it seem like we just had something really, really just uh an anomaly happen when really it was something kind of basic basic i mean
1: the i guess i am i'm more okay with her saying that a man gave birth because i feel like just because you go off hormones if you identify as a man you still identify as a man do you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like there are people out here who can't get on hormones but they still identify as a gender different than what you would perceive them as yeah but i don't think that you know if if i couldn't if i couldn't take testosterone and if i didn't look like this that doesn't mean i wouldn't identify as a man
0: oh no i have no problem with that either it's just the thing where it's being sensationalized as a pregnant man when it's like actually that's not really a pregnant man you
1: know yes and no
0: to me a pregnant man is a cisgender male getting pregnant like that's something that would be like wow then maybe i guess
1: it, it should have been first trans pregnant man and that <laughs> first, i would have been yeah. like yes first pregnant that's trans <laughs> man which and and honestly like I, I doubt it was the first pregnant trans man because i'm sure the first pregnant trans man wasn't open about being
0: pregnant in the first place or trans in some cases there are a lot
1: of well there are a lot of yeah i mean there are a lot of trans men who have given birth and i've seen that more with through social media Mm -hmm. just being on different trends you know facebook pages mostly or facebook groups there are a lot of pregnant trans men out there and i'm just like whoa (laughs) i mean you know i don't i don't feel anything i don't have any negative thoughts about it Mm -hmm. i just can't relate to
0: it yeah no i get that you just aren't uh at all like uh don't have an instinct to have kids not at all yeah, I want to have a kid one day. I mean, like, I guess that's probably part of why it angered me, too, because I've always wanted to have kids. So if you could have a kid as a man. I would definitely. Okay. So that's why I was so kind of excited when I yeah, heard yeah, yeah. Oprah saying there was a pregnant man. I was like, okay, there's hope for a bitch after so you're So you're just a bitter bitch. Well, (laughs) bitter and barren. I'm a bitter and barren bitch. (laughs) But not barren children. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wish it was an option for me. Uh, And eventually I'll figure out how to have a kid. But for right now, you know, it it would be nice to just be able to naturally in some way have my own kid. Well,
1: if I ever get knocked up, you can have mine.
0: I appreciate that. But what are the odds? Well... Very, very <laughs> slim. <laughs> <laughs> <My> <laughs> it's definitely yeah.
1: Lisa said she's shooting blanks.
0: Mhm. Yeah, so it would be, it would have to be that it turned into an open relationship without,
1: without her knowing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that'll get you killed. <laughs> And, uh, you're, so I had asked about your chest surgery, how old were you or how far? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, that's where I was earlier. Uh, I, so I got out of the military and I started my transition as immediately as I could. Um, so it was 2010. I started testosterone in November, 2010. And then I was, I went to school right after the military. So it was winter break. I actually had my surgery as soon as I got out of school in December, And then I went back to school in January without tits. Oh. Yeah. So that was fun.
0: Did it hurt a lot
1: or was it just kind of? I mean, they they cut me open, so it wasn't pleasant. Yeah. (laughs) I went through my entire bottle of Percocet or Vicodin or whatever,
0: you know, whatever they gave me. Yeah. I prefer Percocet. When it comes to needing painkillers. Yeah, I think Percocet. Yeah, I think that's what I had. Vicodin didn't do anything for me. And, you know, I don't, like, I'm not a person who likes taking the painkillers. Like, I'm not one of the people that would ever do it recreationally. But, like, when I actually need, it was like Vicodin didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I don't do it
1: recreationally, but I did finish my bottle just in
0: case. Yeah, well, I ended up uh, finishing my bottle at different like you know different intervals <laughs> it wasn't recreational but it was like yeah i could use a percocet right now <laughs> feels like a percocet kind of day <laughs> you know? i had that
1: surgery six months ago but i still think i need to finish this bottle
0: yeah well i i definitely i i've strung it out longer than that just because i didn't feel like i needed one for a while these
1: are expired maybe i should use them <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I did that one day because uh, – and I, I talked about it on Facebook, and a bunch of people got a kick out of it. But I did um, take two Percocet one time when I was cleaning just because I wanted to get rid of the bottle. That's, two is a lot. I, I like, feel
1: like two is – yeah, that's
0: pushing it. I just popped two quick ones and was like, we'll see what God <laughs> has planned. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, okay, so then you, so we're at your, you had your chest surgery, and then at that point, you were strictly still having sex with women?
1: Uh, yes. And then,
0: when did you decide to start experimenting with men? Do you want the whole story? I was curious. I was very curious
1: in my late 20s. We're getting personal. How how personal do you want to get? It's up to you. Okay, so I'm fine. So, my girlfriend at the time, I was so I was dating someone while I was going through the beginning of my transition, mm-hmm. and she was she identified as bisexual, so like it kind of worked out very well for me because she met me before and she knew I was you know going through the transition, so it was like okay well you're bi so hopefully you'll still find me attractive after I transition, um, but you know I just I drunkenly we were having a conversation which is where most of the best conversations happen. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of curious about men, because that's, you know, I had to have some drinks in me to actually say that out loud. Because I don't know, it's weird. Like, I feel I don't know if you've always identified as gay, but like, I feel like I almost it was almost the opposite of a straight person coming out. Like, I had to come out as like, you know, being yeah. interested in dick because, you know, I had been in the lesbian community so long that that was the normal for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, being hetero wasn't the normal. That was like, you know. Way uh, way over <laughs> on the other side. So that was like a process for me to kind of come out as even being interested. And then I was kind of surprised. She was like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's let's try that out. And I was like, what do you mean? Let's try that out. She's like, yeah, let's just, you know, let's have some fun. So I had some fun and I liked having fun. And that just opened some doors. And
0: I've been having dick regularly since. Were straight men, because I assume it was straight men you guys hooked up with.
1: Uh no because it was towards the beginning of my transition um so like yeah initially initially it was and i guess they just saw me as a butch chick Mm because that's what i appeared to be um and then as i transitioned actually like straight men weren't interested like they were kind of like "Eh." like they could be very into women but they would see me um knowing what i had or maybe even seeing it was like "Ah, i don't know like i want that but you look like a dude so like straight dudes just weren't comfortable af- after a certain
0: point. So then you started fucking around with gay men. Yeah, and did you have? Because it doesn't with my trans friends that I identify as gay. It doesn't seem like they have trouble hooking up. No. <laughs> yeah. It no.
1: I mean, I if so, you're a gay guy who just is like trans guys. No, because you're not into that. But there are a lot of gay guys who like they're they're either open-minded not to say you're not no you're not you're you're not open-minded at all you're a comedian (laughs) um (laughs) no but i think um a lot of gay guys might be curious Mm -hmm. so like i feel like i'm i'm a safe guy i'm a safe guy for them because i look like a guy so like they're attracted to me or at least i hope they are and then you know it's kind of like maybe maybe they don't want to be with a woman but maybe they're just curious about you know what I have going on. Yeah. And uh, it drives me insane because a lot of guys also, we were talking about Grinder earlier. Like, I feel like a lot of guys are like, oh, I, I'm not going to be someone's fetish. I mean, if you're on Grinder, like, you're looking to hook up anyway, and you're looking to use them just as much as they're you know what I mean? Like it's just Thank like,
0: you so much the, for yeah. saying that. Cause one of the one of the people on that video specifically mentioned that. They were like that they, they you get fetishized and whatever and it was like, Yeah, that's being on Grinder.
1: Right. You yeah. know, there's so yeah. many
0: guys that are just like, you know, I like Latino guys or I like Asian guys and they'll wanna hook up with me. And if I'm down to fuck them, I'm not worried about what their motivation yeah, is. is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm so offended. Right now (laughs) Yeah it's like I don't care Like you wanna fuck I wanna fuck
1: You're on a hookup site
0: Yeah That's Just to bring it back To that really quick That's what bothered me About that whole conversation Was it was like All this stuff you're talking about Is just part of why most of us go on Grindr or a hookup app. It's like, yeah, you expect to be, you know, some people are into BDSM and it's like, okay, well then, you know, you can't get mad at people because they are into that too. Right. It's like, yeah, I thought that's why you said it. (laughs) (laughs) So that we could get down like that. That's what Grindr
1: is for. Like if you you want to actually get to know someone and you don't want them to put you in a certain box or whatnot, then go out and date the traditional way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't have to go on a hookup site.
0: Well, th- and then, or you can go if you're more comfortable online. You can go to a dating site, right. you know, like try OKCupid or something that's a little bit more just yeah dating, you know, and right. do it that way. But yeah, when you're on like Grindr, Jacked, uh, Adam for Adam, any of that shit. Can you write those a- down for me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> scruff, you'd be more of a scruff guy. every guy that has ever been on grinder knows all of them (laughs) because somebody i I only know grinder and scruff my girlfriend
1: just called me a slut right behind me
0: slut shaming (laughs) the grinder is your favorite
1: yeah grinder is my favorite
0: you still chat no. on Grinder? Okay. Yeah. When me and my boyfriend got together, I was like, that app has been apps. deleted. Yeah. No. Fucking. I don't care who you call your friend or what. Did you say he's lying? <laughs> 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 so then, do you ever plan to? Because apparently now I was seeing online that they have they've figured out how to make a penis.
1: Huh. Yeah. There's a few of them that they have figured out how to make um
0: the uncut looks more
1: convincing from what i noticed so the the thing about me is like i don't i don't have any dysphoria below the waist at oh. all like i i don't like think like oh i need a penis or i'm i don't i'm not gonna be a dude like i feel like a man i'm a dude with a <laughs> pussy <laughs> <laughs> so are we allowed to say that <laughs> you can say anything you want <laughs> Yeah, so um, I I don't have any dysphoria, so I don't feel the need to have that surgery. Maybe if they had a surgery that I was felt that I felt was advanced enough, then I would have it possibly down the road. Um, but to me, and I'm I'm gonna offend guys when I say this, but I can make a better looking dick out of Play-Doh. I that's how <sighs> I feel, and and I've I have seen some that I feel like were decent, but. I feel like that's a big risk to take. I mean, and I've I've known, I have a friend who said, I don't care if it looks like a sock down there. Like, I just want something because his dysphoria was that bad. Yeah. So for people like him, like, that's great. You know, like, if something is going to work for you, then that's great. For me, like, if if I were to get a surgery to have a dick, like, nobody better be able to tell ever. That that thing isn't real. <laughs> yeah, it looked painful. Or Everyone that yeah. I looked at online looked painful. It well, didn't and there's, look like... Yeah, and on top of that, there's a lot of complications with mm-hmm. it. And there are two surgeries. There are two main surgeries. There's, uh, you can get uh, the what they call meta, which is just basically
0: like they release the clit.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going into details right here. Has anyone ever said clit on this podcast? Probably not. I'm
0: sure somebody has, but it's it's, it's somebody else you wouldn't expect to say Right. It. Okay, so that's just like they release nothing the... happens the way it's supposed to on this <laughs> podcast. It's a lot of piecing it all together. Yeah, basically they release the clit,
1: so it's just like a mini dick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can have you can just have that done if you want, like you just want the appearance of something that looks more phallic, I guess. Um, and then you can have basically the urethral lengthening, and they actually basically reroute everything through that, so you can actually piss out of your clit slash dick or as i call it the click (laughs) 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 so so yeah so like you can basically like that's actually a surgery i want to have done minus the balls because i think the balls are like they actually make they form balls Mm -hmm. i i don't need balls i've never needed balls i don't have you know i store my testosterone in my ass each week that's about all i need but um yeah like it's uh it's a procedure that, that just makes bathroom usage a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like I can go and use a urinal because, you know, some especially gay. I don't know if you noticed this, but gay bars tend to not have doors because gays are slutty and they don't want people fucking in there. But I'm like, OK, I'm a dude with a pussy. So I kind of need a door. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of, you know, you're that's... not going
0: to be able to hang your ass over that trough that they have at Newtown. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> well, I haven't no. to use the bathroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> <laughs> so he has, though. Well, I haven't to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never thought about the functionality of that. Of Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like so the like, gay bathrooms especially don't have doors, and right, you're right. It's because right. people will be fucking them. I'd like to say I'm part of the reason that there aren't doors <laughs> on some of the gay bars. Well, so bars am I.
1: It's good. I understand it. It's just not convenient. Yeah. But yeah. So that surgery, um, and you know, you can still get erect. I mean, granted, it's not like you're packing a lot of meat, and you can actually use it. But you know, that's just one option. And then phalloplasty is the other and that's when they actually take skin graft from your arm usually your forearm or your thigh and then they form a penis out of that and you know that can't like you can't erect you can't get erect naturally from that so they have to implant a device and all that and it's just like okay so like I have the ability to have a dick and get hard, but, like, I have to manually
0: squeeze my balls to do it. Like, it
1: just kind of, like, to That's me, what it I takes was away from the experience so a lot. Yeah.
0: That's the one that I was seeing that looks so painful. And, yeah, they showed even the scar on the thigh. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Yeah, which is fine for some people. It's just not for me.
0: Yeah. And uh, so do you – does it feel good having sex vaginally? Oh, my gosh. We are getting personal here. Yes. <laughs> I, okay. I use what I got. All right. Yeah. Do you also go the anal route? Oh, my
1: goodness. I uh, My mom better never hear this.
0: <laughs> well, don't tell her about it. She won't know. She's not gonna, listening to my gay ass. <laughs> I'm going to send her
1: the link. <laughs> no. um, I'm a diverse individual. Okay. That's going to be my line. of It's going to be my line. I'm a diverse individual. That
0: makes sense. That makes sense. That's. Yeah. But that's, I have options, you know. Well, the the more options you have, the more options you should exercise. That's (laughs) the way I feel about it. Believe me. I do a joke about it on stage. Like, you know, if I was a woman, I'd be DP all day long. I know it. Well, that's just, what Lisa said she's gonna actually do once she has her surgery. And I don't blame her. She'll be, I'll be living vicariously through her. Yeah, you know, Lisa, <laughs> I'll be hitting her up for stories. Yeah. Is it as great as it looks?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you know, suddenly she's interested in an open relationship after she gets her pussy.
0: Well, what what better time? Like she, she's like, yeah, we're. <laughs> but but she tries
1: to she tries to play it to my advantage like oh yeah I, I can get a pussy and we can just you know have fun and I'm like okay so you want to include me now that you have a pussy and we can get all the dick in the world well I mean, don't act like she's very selfish relationship now. no I don't need an open relationship when I have an amazing
0: woman such as yourself in my life when, uh, <sighs> That's spoken like somebody that's interested in an open relationship. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you practice that in a mirror over and over and over, (laughs) just like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, uh, well, maybe you guys will one day be able to explore together. We'll come back afterwards. That would be great. <laughs> that would be a whole nother conversation. Well, we, could just, we could just do
1: a show live. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> invite some live members of the audience.
0: <laughs> members, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> members. <laughs> so you guys uh, and you guys have never like messed around together. No. Yeah. Are you, trying, are you trying to persuade us? No, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. It seems like you guys have some maybe discussions you guys have <laughs> had at some point. I don't feel like I'm the first time this has been brought up. <laughs> I feel like...
1: No, we haven't, we haven't gone down that road. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, we're open people, so I think if we decide to, then,
0: you know... And what about Thailand? What were you doing there? Oh, well, I had
1: my sex change.
0: Oh, I'm just kidding. You so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of why I ask, because usually the girls that go to Thailand yeah, and funny come back a whole new woman, so to right? speak. It's funny because I had a... I had issues when I was,
1: you know, one of many issues we have as trans people, because poor us, boohoo. we got to go through a lot of shit. But I had to get my passport, and this was, I went to Thailand twice, so I went to two months, I went for two months, like, three years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to get my passport situated, and I still had the F on there, and I didn't look like an F. Yeah. And um, I had to go through this whole process, and I had to get my surgeon letter, I had to get a letter from my doctor um, for my transition, and I had to jump through a lot of loops, And, um, I finally ended up going to Lisa's doctor in Vegas because I needed a letter like ASAP. So I had to make a new, you know, a new patient appointment and all this. It was a long process. But anyway, it was his first time meeting me and he has worked with so many of the girls in the trans community that he just assumed I was going there for (laughs) surgery. Like he was like, oh, so you're going to have, you know, surgery. Good luck with that. I'm like, uh, no, I'm just going to Thailand because I want to go to Thailand because it's a beautiful place. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, like, I, I just absolutely love Thailand. I love the, like, I love the culture there, and I love the food, and I love the beach, and I love how fucking cheap it is.
0: Yeah, that's it's what a, a lot yeah, of it's people really love, cheap, how yeah. cheap
1: it is, yeah. I mean, I'm not a cheap person or anything. No, but it's
0: great I when have you to can be live like a king. I have and have to be frugal, because, you know,
1: you know, my other half's not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. makes she sense. She needs all the expensive stuff.
0: Yeah, but Lisa's always been like that in all fairness. I've known her for a lot of years. She's always been very bougie.
1: <laughs> bougie.
0: Yeah, it's always – she had these ridiculous apartments in Vegas that I was always like, okay, I don't know why you want to pay this. Yeah, but. see,
1: I'm we're opposites. So she's like, okay, don't get us a spot in the ghetto. See, we just moved like a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I was kind of in charge of finding our place because she had to work during the day and we were kind of in a time crunch so i was like hoping that it was an acceptable place like not too ghetto but in our budget at the same time and i think i did all right did i do all right yeah so i passed the test so i i think my standards have gone a, a, a little
0: bit as far as my living you know i just live like a white man's girlfriend <laughs> that's the life i live <laughs> Try not to ask too much. (laughs) Try (laughs) just one day. I'll get a nice little track home. (laughs) I'll be happy if we have two sinks. (laughs) It'll be
1: hers and hers. Yeah, that's my idea. (laughs) That's the way I live.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so, um, so as far as everything else goes, like you're where you want to be like yeah. when it yeah, comes I'm com-
1: to com- I'm comfortable like I live I live my life like I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I'm out and about like people recognize me as the person that I want to be, you know, like I I feel like uh, I could not have anything else done and I'll be content.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got from what you've said so far, especially yeah. when it comes to like you're not really longing to have a penis or Yeah. I mean, t- honestly, trans guys have it easy i
1: mean we don't have it easy because we have to do a lot of shit you know like just just like even even like i told you like the passport situation how hard was
0: it to get like when it comes to your being like having the m on your id how hard is that to get mm, all together it's it's going to i mean it's a process
1: of things it's going to therapy it's convincing someone that you're male i mean which is kind of ridiculous like i feel like there are a couple people who like ruin it for everyone like they decide like overnight like I'm going to I'm going to be a woman or I'm going to be a dude and then they start their transition and then they detransition because that's not really what they were going through mm-hmm. so then the rest of us go we have to go and prove ourselves we have to prove who we are to be who we are um so we have to go to therapy and then we have to go um you know we have to take that letter to have to start testosterone and we have to take that letter to have our surgery Because you need letters for everything because no one wants to get sued. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just a lot of paperwork. And then, you know, all that stuff I had to take for my passport. And my passport, everything had to be written, like, word by word. Like, you know, actually I had problems with my passport to the point that I almost didn't make my trip in time because things were,
0: like, slightly off. So How long did the whole process take, like, the passport just to get your... I don't know exactly
1: because there was a lot of back and forth with it, but I think it was probably like two to three months. I was going back and forth with it, Mm -hmm. so was it yeah three months? So it took it took a little bit of time.
0: And then like with Facebook and stuff like that, you've never had a problem just being who you are, okay? Because I have a friend that still has to go by her male name really on Facebook. Well, see,
1: I I had my. Name changed in February 2011 Like everything I did like I was on like I, I did like a Caitlyn Jenner transition <laughs> I'm joking I didn't do a Caitlyn Jenner Transition but you know like I had my Like I told you I had my I started testosterone in November 2010 December 2010 I had my top surgery February I had my name change so like I was just knocking stuff out like That is you know. Caitlyn
0: Jenner speed though Yeah, like, Cause she did just yeah. just One day she was bruce the next day she was Caitlyn. yeah and so yeah that is kind of uh, relatable as far as just how fast that went yeah so it was fast i mean and
1: you know like like what i was starting to say is as trans guys have it a lot easier and, and by that i'm comparing to trans women who you know have facial you know facial feminization surgery you know they have like they get pumped and, you know like like you talked about last week you know they have they go through all these things with us, like we just shove a needle up our ass, you know, once a week, and things just happen.
0: Yeah, you know. Did you just choose to shave your head, or once you started taking testosterone, did oh, the hair start coming Oh, the hair!
1: Yes, you sitting across from me with a full head of hair. No, well, okay, my my dad's basically bald, and my mom's dad is, well, he's dead, but he was he's also a bald dead
0: man. Um, i sure he's bald wherever and he's then, at yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he's, sure. he's still bald i'm sure <laughs> still dead still bald it's an accurate statement <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh gosh that's terrible but he disowned me so he was a horrible person before i
0: was good he deserves to be bald <laughs> yes he deserves to be bald So, at least least he could be as bald. (laughs) Dead and bald. (laughs) That's what should happen to everybody that hates gay people. They should be dead and bald. Yeah, so. um... Especially the women. (laughs) (laughs) Bald first and then dead.
1: Yeah, right, make them live with it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, day. just Kill him off.
0: bald-headed bitch for a while, <laughs> then
1: dead. Well, now my mom definitely can't listen to this. <laughs> Is she bald? <laughs> no, but we're talking about her dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. No, my mom still has her hair, it's thinning, but right. you know, she has it.
0: <laughs> well, now she really can't listen. You and just said her hair's thinning. Yeah, <laughs> that's know,
1: true. Mother. No, but um, when I started testosterone, I had um, my my lesbian dyke cut you know, going on. And with testosterone, you get that receding hairline that starts happening. And then, you know, I had good hair for the first few years, and I've been on testosterone like seven years well, over seven years now. But really, who needs a mullet anyway? Yeah, no, it was. I never had a mullet. You didn't deserve hair. (laughs) I didn't have a Billy Ray Cyrus going on. You didn't deserve hair. No, but you know like after after 3 4 years on testosterone actually when I met Lisa so it might not be the testosterone it could be Lisa. She could be the reason for my balding.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so so probably about 3 years in my hair started to thin and then like I still grow hair but like I it's kind of empty up in the middle area so like i'm not gonna be one of those yeah i'm not gonna be one of those (laughs) so i'm just like you know what i have a fairly round head
0: you know so i'll just shave it it looks good bald it's like you know my boyfriend he shaves his head yeah and i mean i
1: have more hair than my girlfriend because hers is all fake i
0: hate you so much Oh, she's giving me the eye. Yeah, like I you're felt lucky. There's nothing sharp behind you. You just put a.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely nothing sharp behind me. Did you just call my girlfriend dumb?
0: Well, you. Sh- <laughs> this has gotten bad. We're pretty much out of time anyway. Just in time for neither of us to get beat up. No, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I still have to go home with her. Oh yeah, you can still get beat yeah. up. I, I just, my main thing is I don't want to be a witness. Yeah, <laughs> I see somebody get beat up. I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I didn't see anything." I think they threw something in my eyes right before they beat them <laughs> up. Because someone pepper sprayed <laughs> yeah, me. I don't, I don't know. It was just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's nice to have a conversation, another conversation with somebody that doesn't get triggered. Because yeah. it's it's become everything. So like, and uh, you mentioned that, which um, just when it comes to personal training and that kind of stuff, which you had mentioned last week. And sometimes it's like, whether you like it or not, you just have to acknowledge what your biology is so that you can get the best results for what you're actually going for. Right. Right. So you can't get triggered when it's something like that. You know, it's like with me when I like a lot of times I think about things like how they can kind of relate in my own life when I had to be honest, when I didn't necessarily want to, It was like there was a point where uh, I needed to have the silicone removed from my face and I had had different fillers so that it could uh, minimize the effect in everyday life. Well, at a point when the doctors actually needed to see what they were dealing with, I had to get rid of the fillers and just let it be as natural as it could possibly be so that doctors could actually see what they were dealing with. So it's like, even though I didn't necessarily want to admit that and look that way at that point, that's just what I had to do. And it's how I got to the next step. So I see that happening sometimes, like when you mentioned with like personal training, it's like if a person wants to lose weight, and they're dealing with the technically the biology of a female, It's not going to do you any good to be taking in the calories that you would be taking in as a male. Right. Yeah. Because hormones, you know, like I know a lot
1: of guys because I don't know that we technically mentioned this, but I'm a personal trainer. You know, that's what I've been doing for the last seven years. But, you know, a lot of clients come to me because they are trans and they don't understand most cis trainers don't understand how the body works when you're dealing with hormones of trans people. Like you know, you have these guys who are start their transition, so they start testosterone. So they think, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I have to eat for a male now. Well, that's not the case because they haven't built the muscle that the, My Fitness Pal or whatever app they're using is going. You know, assumes that they yeah, have. they're assu- they're assuming that you know you've been male your whole life and you have you know the structure of you know a standard male, which is probably going to be bigger and more muscular. And that's why. Men, you know, and testosterone, you know, a higher level of testosterone. Uh-huh. So, like, there are certain things that I think people assume change immediately once you transition, and that's not the case, it's a process.
0: Yeah, no, it's something that I hope we can talk about at some point. I'll end up having you and Lisa back sometime. And uh, if you guys are open to it, like, you know, in the next couple weeks, like maybe three weeks or something like that. And we can all. Should we chat. just change
1: the name of the show
0: then? The Trey and Lisa show? or You know, once you guys get it going, you can take <laughs> it from there. I'm, I'll give it to you. I'll I be mean, like, I'm. Are you going to have any truly, other guests? You want to know unbothered? <laughs> Never doing a podcast again. That's being unbothered. Now I truly am. I (laughs) am unbothered. Can't be bothered to even do my podcast anymore. Lisa and Trey are doing it, and they're bothered. (laughs) They're bothered weekly. (laughs) No, I'm going to be gone for the next couple of weeks, so uh, then I'll hit you guys up and see if you guys are around and available to uh, to do it, and then we'll, um, you know, chat. Sounds good. We can talk about other things, and then people can see exactly why i laugh so much when you guys are both here because (laughs) they aren't getting all of it like last week on last week's episode i don't know if you guys got to listen to it but yeah you can't really hear the other person so they're not going to be able to really hear lisa so you know it's like they miss out on like the silliness that's happening and they just have to assume that's why we need video video would be great let's
1: step it up i'm down if we're taking over this podcast we're getting video (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm getting bothered. (laughs) No, uh, everybody, that is Trey. And Trey, thank you for actually coming over and being so open. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, And whatever you guys do at home, stay unbothered.